This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, this is Shamila Ganesan, Lee Chwilin, and Sharad Kutin. Tonight, the Toilet of the Year Awards. We're talking about this because the winners are out for our best BMW grade toilets, that is, Berse Manawan Wangi. So we want to hear from you. What are some of the best public toilets you've used in Malaysia? Let's share. Uh, but also, what makes a public restroom first class for you? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U Mobile number zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. This is Inside Story. It is 6.07 and uh, if you hadn't heard already, this actually made quite a splash when the news was announced. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Unintended pun. I am sorry for any visual images that that might have conjured up. Back in January, local government development minister Ngako Ming announced that his ministry would be giving out an award for Toilet of the Year as part of the efforts to tackle dirty public toilets in the country. Um, And the standards that he was using was that he wanted them to be BMW grade. Now, we're not being sponsored by any car companies. I'll just say that right up front. Not for this show anyway. Um, But the BMW grade there stands for Berseh, Manawan and Wangi. And uh, the winners are out. The winners are indeed out. It was announced on uh, Monday. There was a whole awards night that was officiated by the minister. He said that this year's participation was encouraging. Um, There were more than 300 entries competing in five categories. That's hotels, shopping centres, R&Rs, petrol stations and restaurants. And um, the winners were, so for hotel... It's the George in Penang. Uh, for shopping centres, it's Toppen Shopping Mall. Uh, the R&R, it's on um, Elmina Southbound. Petrol stations, Petron Senai in Johor. And the restaurant is Chawan Mu Ipo in Pera. I feel very formal that I have not frequented any of these award-winning toilets. I feel like a real gap in my... In my um, also, experience. What, what's happening with Johor, actually? Actually, right? Or maybe they're just very good at submitting. <laughs> Perhaps oh, was so. It, was it based on submissions? It, you do you have, have to. to you okay. do have to submit, I, yes. I, don't, I wonder if you can put luxury hotels in this list because they were never up... For in the running, right? For really like bad toilets. Well, you say this, but I've actually been to some luxury hotels. They're not terrible, but I'm like, if you can charge this much, not the room, ho- uh, not the room toilets, but the ones that are at the lobbies, yeah. for instance, are often deplorable. Are they? Yes, yeah. they are. Oh, for the prices okay. they're charging, I would expect a lot better. Well, okay, I've never really had uh, awful experiences with hotels, not in the terms in terms of cleanliness, but in terms of design. So badly designed toilets, I think, are more problematic than you know, badly maintained toilets. Oh, I would put all of them under the same basket, I think. Bad design is, bad design is, is really annoying. Space is important. Um, water drainage is important. All of those come under design. But poor maintenance is a real problem. Having regular cleaning is also so important. So I think there are a whole number of things that go into what makes a toilet 
first class, a public toilet first class. And this is also part of the minister's vision um, to not just ensure that the country's public toilets are world class, but also then to develop the toilet equipment industry in the same way that other countries have. So um, Korea has Koei, Japan has Toto, um, we have Screams. So I, I think, or like groans <laughs> of horror. Um, so I, I, I think Screams a moment, delight. Yeah. For a moment I thought, Screams? Is that what they chose to name the company? <laughs> then I realised, no. That would be fitting. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, um, I actually very often, my dream, it's a small dream, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's maybe a, a humble one, um, but my dream is to be able to go to have a day out in the city or anywhere in the country and not feel as if I have to plan around where I know the restrooms are going to be good. Because very often in Malaysia, um, and I've travelled a fair amount in the country, I just don't have faith that wherever it is I'm eating or shopping or walking through or whatever it might be, I don't have faith that the toilets are going to work. Um, Work is one thing. I don't have faith that they're going to be clean or usable or that I'm not going to have a shudder after or, you know, just all of it. Or just decide to hold it because that's better. More often than not. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people who do, actually. Oh, they, who I, have... I, I have trauma from being a child who just chose to hold it um, instead of using a, a, a grotty public toilet. You know, uh, one thing that I've experienced taking public transport is that, uh, and there's a problem, that they shut down the public toilets at MRT stations during rush hour. Oh, which yes. is the time you need it to be open, right? I mean, that's when you're going to have as as much traffic you, uh, you'll ever have during the day. But that's the time they decide it needs to be cleaned. So for what it's worth, um, first, as we said, the award was given out through a system of entries, but the selection of winners was by an independent panel of judges from uh Quality Restroom Association of Malaysia, as well as representatives of the Tourism, Arts and Culture Ministry. And um, the evaluation was done on eight different aspects, including environment, structure and maintenance of maintenance uh, and cleanliness. So a number of different things went into this. They are planning to expand it next year to include um, things like, let's see, things like schools, um, as well as local government, uh, local uh, authorities and buildings. So... I think that this is actually quite an encouraging way to get people to maintain their public toilets because, let's face it, we all have these terrible um, experiences, right? So we do want to hear from you. We're talking about the Toilet of the Year Award. They've been announced. What are some of the best public toilets you've used here in Malaysia? What makes a public restroom first class for you? you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. It's 6.15. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. We're talking about toilets. That's because the Toilet of the Year Award has just been handed out. I figured we might as well be upfront. It is going to be the topic of conversation for the next hour and a little bit more. Um, but we want to hear from you. What are some of the best public toilets you've used here? What makes a public restroom first class for you? Keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So Dennis starts us off saying, "Ayo, have you guys really run out of topics? Toilet as talk piece." Um, and I wanted to read this message, Dennis, first to say. 
you can look up the many episodes we have on toilets <laughs> across the we, station. We don't have to run out of topics to think this is an important conversation to have. But also, <laughs> I think it just goes to show you how much of a nightmare it is in the Malaysian psyche that we have been doing so many shows for so many years. Um, but Dennis goes on to say, anyway, it was a good campaign or gesture by uh, YB Nga. It has created an awesome awareness that if you don't win, your toilet is still not clean enough. And I think this is interesting because um, let's actually talk before we get to the toilet recommendations um let's talk a little bit about the value of the award because i i think that there's something to that right if the if the award gets popular enough um if you know before i enter a restaurant i look out for the little i don't know toilet bowl logo in front <laughs> the way I, I look out for something that that would actually be super helpful yeah because you know how yeah. many places have like I don't know, TripAdvisor mm. or, or, you know, things mm. like that on the front as a mark of, hey, lots of people like us. And I'm wondering whether with enough awareness and with enough people recognising the importance of, oh, finally, I, I can trust cleanliness here, um, whether like a little logo or, you know, the, the name of the award, whether that's going to be significant. You'd yeah. a toti. But, you know, you'd think that restaurants have it in their own interest to make sure that the toilet is clean. You would think. You're right. You because would think. it's part of the experience. Can you imagine you have a wonderful dinner and then you go off to the toilet and you have a horrible experience? You're not going to leave that restaurant talking about the food. You're going to be talking about how deplorable the toilet or restroom facilities were. So it's in your interest if you're a restaurant owner to make sure that at best it doesn't have to be a super duper toilet it just has to be neutrally good i mean functional clean dry whatever right yes and yet this isn't this isn't as common nearly as common as, as it should be particularly not with restaurants that are otherwise actually uh so i feel like i'm more forgiving with let's say a, a sort of very, very basic roadside kind of experience, right? I'm not going to expect a super ex like clean and, and, and well-maintained toilet. But if I am, it's a sit-down restaurant, you're charging a certain amount for food, certainly I'd have different expectations. Well, I think... Yeah, um, I think so. I also wanted to quote Anthony Bourdain on this, who has always said that... Um, if the toilet looks like that, imagine what the kitchen looks like mm. because they don't let you into the kitchen, but they expect you to see the restroom. So if this is the care that they show the area that the customer is expected to see, um, what does the area where the customer isn't allowed in, what does that look like? And I think that that's something I think about every time I... I, well, I don't go in. I just kind of breeze past and shudder <laughs> when, when I look at a restaurant restroom that can't be used. So a number of people are already chiming in with uh, their best. So Patrick says, the best ever public toilet I've ever been to so far is at the SS329 Petron, one which, is good, <laughs> which has good ventilation and a high-speed revolving overhead fan for obvious reasons. Um, and then with like a thumbs-up emoji. And so obviously, Patrick, very happy with Petron in SS3. Mark, says, for high traffic volume toilets, I would take my hat off to Petron and Shell for keeping their toilets really clean. So this is general assessment of their toilets. I just don't know what that does for me personally. I mean, I'm not going to rush down to SS3 Slope 29 to check it out uh, because unlike um, an award for, say, good food, I mean, there's no real incentive for me to visit it. Um, so this clearly is an award that would make the owners of it or people who manage it uh, 
proud. Yeah, sure, oh. but a lot of the places are actually chains. Um, so I was ah. looking up Chawanmu because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chawanmu is, um, from what I can tell, a chain. Um, you know, top and shopping malls a mall. So. Petron, on the other hand, uh, is one that the last time we spoke about it, um, I remember the last time we spoke about toilets. Sorry, Dennis. Um, <laughs> but, um, there were also actually a lot of people who brought up Petron specifically. And I think that, Sherrod, is useful. You might not need to know about SS3. So now, um, congratulations to the SS3 owners. But in general, I think um, whether you drive or don't drive, if you are ever in a situation on the road where you do feel, okay, I really need to stop, um, you know. I also think that it uh, is a sort of learn by example thing um, because the other thing that this award is a part of is that they actually rate public toilets. Um, So they give them a three-star rating or a two-star rating and that is not incumbent on the award alone. So I do think that there is, um, to a certain extent, this notion that, oh, you know what, like toilets are being given ratings, um, there's a certain amount of conversation around it and I do think certain brands thrive on being known for providing good facilities, we do have a voice note that's come in. This is from Johnny. Hello, BFM. When I visit a restaurant or hotel, the first thing I'll do is visit their toilets. If their toilets are bad, I know very well that the food and the service there is bad. So why should we give awards to the toilets by default? The toilets must be as clean as possible and as good as their service and food. Thank you. I don't think I would disagree with that. I would because, and not because, you know, I would like it to be coherent in that way. And I think what you said, Lynn, about, you know, quoting the late Anthony Bourdain saying, yes, it might be true that their kitchens are messy, right? But we also know that somehow things can be, I mean, when it comes to food anyway, Wonderful things can be conjured from, from the simplest, perhaps sometimes the messiest of conditions, right? Um, I mean, putting aside public health issues. But um, so in that sense, I don't think I agree with Johnny, but I do think uh, that it's that it's incumbent upon all these in, uh, venues to ensure that our experiences of it are, are good, right? So the question is why? Why have they won? Is it that they have cleaners? in every patron puts resources behind it or not? I mean, why are they winning? I would assume that's at least part at least part of it. What I do think I agree with Johnny on is that toilets must be as good as their service and food. Um, again, it goes back to the public facing aspect of it. It's it's something that your patrons obviously use when they are on your facilities. Some of it is about prioritization, Sharad. I think to your mm. point because um, if I have let's say a budget for renovate renovation and I'm having to make a decision about where I'm going to renovate. Um, how many people choose the restrooms? Um, maybe we would like them to, but how many people would, you know? And I think that that is partly the question. So, which goes back to our point earlier about design versus maintenance, right? Because the cleaning part is the maintaining part. But in the first place, if your restroom's from the 80s, um, or if it's from even the 90s at this point, or early 2000s, <laughs> it is old. It's getting old. Um has it been replaced? Has it been retiled? Has it been, you know, there are all these things that go into um, what I believe our listeners earlier called high traffic <laughs> toilets, um, you know, and I think that those are the things as well that are a part of this, right? It's the prioritization of if you run a business 
and it's a front-facing, customer-facing business, how important are the restrooms? I mean, one of the things I find about highway restrooms, um, you know, in Malaysia is that they do take advantage of our weather, right? So a lot of them, at least the men's toilets are open. They have open areas, right? So there's a lot of ventilation. I think ventilation keep, keeps the place dry or keeps it, uh, you know, whatever odious, noxious fumes are created uh, by the patrons, uh, you know, get to escape. And so, you know, I think good design. I've seen that in restrooms uh, on the highway. Uh, Azami is saying, public toilet ranking is absurd. <laughs> Remember the broom award by the former MB of Salango? What is more practical is public <coughs> toilet ratings, just like restaurants ratings. So Azami, uh, to be clear, there are ratings as well. What I do think, though, is that maybe those ratings have to be more easily accessible by members of the public. The toti, I'm saying it. It needs to be displayed. Uh, that, but also an application. I mean, so somebody did come up with a website or an app. I cannot remember, but for a while you could actually log on and people could rate toilets in your vicinity. So it was like GPS enabled as well. Um, but I don't know what happened to that site slash app anymore. Azumi, I don't know if you are referring to the same uh, former MB, but I remember one who did have a broom award. And all of it was political. I mean, he wanted to sweep away the opposition. Unfortunately, he was swept away. <laughs> Keep your thoughts coming. We are asking you, um, what makes, well, firstly, what are some of the best public toilets you've used here? Uh, and what makes a public restroom first class for you? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Because freedom matters. BFM eighty nine point nine. It is 6.37. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. The Toilet of the Year awards have just come out. And so we are asking you, what are some of the best public toilets you've used here? What makes a public restroom first class for you? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a voice note that's come in. This is from Seifel. I'm a frequent traveller. In fact, I'm also a tourist cyclist. In my years of experience travelling and around Malaysia, the only toilet that I really trust is Petronas. When I have any do, anything to ha- emergency or anything, I just go to Petronas. Definitely the toilet is not the best, but I would say adequate enough there's water enough ventilation enough toilet and it's clean compared because i have some bad experience with shell bp but not with petron petron also got quite good so for me petronas is my go-to if i was in any emergency while traveling either by bicycle by bike or by car saiful thank you for that traveling is really such a such a vital one because you're left in this position of, do I use this one now, which is kind of horrible, or do I wait for the next one, which might be even worse? And how long can I hold it? By which time everything has become much more urgent. Saiful so used the word <laughs> emergency. I feel like that's relatable. Um, so Petronas, to be fair, is coming up. Um, Rosvinda says, listening to the show while stuck in today's rainy day jam makes me want to find a toilet now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, and they go on to say, having said that, Petronas is always my choice while on the road. As for malls, I try to avoid any toilets near expo areas when there are events. Harris also says, Petronas toilet so far, okay. Um, 
And then Harris has a separate point, which I think we'll come back to. But let's talk first about this notion of um, of petrol stations having good restrooms. I actually think, especially when you consider um, how clustered they can be on highways, how um, you might have a selection of a few to choose from in terms of refills, that this is one of those moments where, in fact having a good toilet might give you an edge in that moment, right? If I'm traveling on a highway and I now have like three to choose from, I might wait. And then I might also get some snacks from the one that I decide to stop at. <laughs> you know, for me, the worst toilet is a locked toilet. So, I mean, for me, that is like ground level, the problem of toilets. I, I don't know, you know, what Seifel says about, you know, adequacy, I think is is my attitude too. I, I For me, it's like, as long as it's not abominable, I'm, I'm willing to not only use it, but then, you know, just erase the memory of it. I, I don't actually ah, like pain so. <laughs> memories, traumatic memories of toilets. I, for some I reason. I wish I could leave them behind. I, I know, could but list I, them for you, I know. Sure. I have really? like five, you know, just top of mind, jumping, 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 um, like a spider on a ceiling. Mm. That was, in fact, on one. Oh, my God. Oh. Yes. But I was going to ask, though, and it is inevitable this was going to come up. Do you think it's a gender thing that women actually find it more difficult to just because of the the way we use public toilets biologically, we use them differently and therefore it's easier for men to make do than it is for women. Yeah, so anatomically, you have more challenges. Yes, I, I know yeah. what I've been, it's been explained to me and it's really revealing this last hour that we've been having this conversation even before we got on air, which is that I've always thought that women's toilets would be much better than the men's toilets. So if the toilet was bad, I thought, well, you know, the women's toilet would be much a notch up at least. But to now learn that, in fact, that's not true <laughs> is shocking. I, I went into great detail. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's because I think that men, okay, and this is probably a real, you know, bias and prejudice on my part, that men are more callous about their concern about public spaces than women are. But I could be wrong. But maybe the standard of adequate is also different. Uh, well, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do in this case with, uh, sure, to a degree, user mentality. Um, I think that um, we spoke about this earlier. There's just more usage of sanitary product in the in the female restroom, which can also result in clogged toilets, which then result mm-hmm. in nobody coming to fix it, so on and so forth. Uh, there's also the fact that, and I come back to high traffic, um, women just have longer waits and fewer options for restrooms because we don't have the urinals. And therefore, um, it just puts the facilities under greater stress. And, you know, it just goes into all these different things, even before we get to mentality, which I think is, I would say, equally bad. (laughs) If I had to guess, I I think in terms of gender, I suspect that everybody's terrible. (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm sure. At least in terms of bad behaviour, no gender can claim Uh, one to be worse than the other. I mean, a bunch of people are bringing up mindset, which I think we can address. Um, Kwan says, not only public toilets have to be world-class, users also have to be world-class to maintain them. Linya says, half the problem is a user issue. Clean toilet encountering poor users can become immediately disgraceful. Actually, I think it's more than half. It's closer to 70%. Um, Yi says, as much as it's the responsibility of the premise owner to maintain public toilets, to be clean and stocked up. There's also a general lack of responsibility and etiquette from toilet users in Malaysia to have common courtesy. Awareness should go both ways. Uh, CG also says toilet cleanliness is as good as how we use it. Well, I agree. I completely agree. I do think though that there's some of this is a sort of which comes first, chicken or egg thing, right? Because I, I feel like in countries and cultures where the toilets are 
pristine and kept pristine in public areas, people are more than likely to also continue to want to keep it that way and to use it properly. And it is a cultural shift that needs to happen over time. But there's there's a structural problem. I think it's about how temporary it is. I mean, you go into a, a toilet in a, in a in a petrol station, you're not likely to come back to it. You see, and that is maybe what is structured into the problem of our investment in in unless you, I mean, like me, grew up on Sesame Street or the Big Blue Marble or something, and then you know you feel that you need to be good in the world. Uh, a lot of people just want to use it and flee. Yeah, they and don't we, think about the mess. They don't take ownership of the space. Yeah, because they don't don't have to live with the consequences, mm. right? And that's part of the problem, I think. We have a voice note. This is from uh, Vijay. Hi. Uh, about toilets in Malaysia. Well, if you are in a city, finding a public toilet is such a is such a burdensome one thing. You don't have a clear signage where, where are the public toilets are. And second thing, if you go enter a toilet, the one thing you notice is, is either it's uh, un- unclean, it's not clean, and the toilet hooks. You see, the toilet hooks will always be missing. I'm not sure why. Thank you. Vijay, um, not being able to find a toilet for lack of signage is such a particular kind of frustration. Vijay, sorry, you're going to say, but toilet hooks. It's a passion of sure, mine. Yeah, I'm no. deeply, I'm look, I, there's something... Extolling the virtues of toilet hooks earlier. No, it's 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 like when it's missing, it is really annoying. Because what do you do? You hang... If you have to take some apparel off, right? You take your pants off. You have to hang it on the doorknob. If it's... And, and it's ridiculous, right? So all you... Throw it over the door of the, of the of the stall. I mean, the kind of things that we have to do... I've uh, had to clutch a handbag with one hand while using the toilet hoping yeah. that I don't drop okay, so either ledge, pants or bag. Or, so that yeah. ledge, so again, it's about space, right? It's yeah. so ungenerous when it comes to toilets. Is the toilet the least thought of part of the building? I I think often, yes. Um, and actually, to be honest, maybe part of it is also that if you expect users to come in and slowly trash your toilets over the course of five years, maybe you don't bother to put mm. that much effort into it. And, and that's kind of the push and pull here. I... I admit that I don't have um, such strong feelings about <laughs> toilet hooks, yes. Um, but others do have um, significant emotions um, about parts within the restroom setup. So um, G. de Guzman says, what is annoying in public toilets is when the spray on the hand bidet is always, always missing. Why isn't the building management looking into replacing the spare part? Even toilets in large exhibition centres in KL have hand bidets with the sprayer missing. They should also not be leaking with water running down the floor. And thus, some people end up with hemlines of their pants wet. This sounds very specific. Um, And these are venues for international conferences and exhibitions. That is coming from personal experience. That's what the specificity is. So, um, firstly... G.D. Guzman, I'm not a fan of the wet toilets in, in public areas to begin with. But if they do have the the bidets, it is actually really odd and annoying when the sprayers are missing because then some more often than not, they're just trickling water even when nobody's using them. Yeah, I must say, I've always thought that... Um that was part of the design, like you know, the, the horrible <laughs> like, meant to sit there like No, that. I think it's what this. <laughs> it is that 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 part could be unscrewed and taken away. Yes, and so you know, it's a kind of like we don't want to put money into that bit that can actually be stolen. Who 
is stealing them i do not know well i think toilet hooks are being stolen too so that do you think that's so because some of them you can actually see the there used to be the, a hook there used the, to be one some yeah. residue a faint memory <laughs> of a hook is this it is, is that what you say getting so sad we we started off trying to improve the country and now we're talking about the theft of hook spray and public spray heads. yeah it's public space people just don't have a notion a sense of what the public is you know it's a free for all it's not something held in common on that dire note we are going to be taking a break what are some of the best public toilets you've used here what makes a public restroom first class for you you can call 77332900 send us a voice note or whatsapp 0187898899 tweet us at bfm radio banish fraudulent maneuvers bfm 89.9. It is 6:50. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. We are continuing our conversation on the best public toilets you've used in Malaysia. Send your nominations through. We've got quite a list going, mostly petrol station ones. Uh well, well no, we just haven't gotten to the others. Um but yeah, But send your thoughts through. Uh we're also asking you what makes a public restroom first class. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Just a brief um note from Roswinda who's back to say toilet seats MIA <laughs> which is a how, continuation. How does someone walk out of a toilet with a toilet seat under their arm? Was it ever installed? This is the thing. Okay, right. Then again, is that I thing that can be couldn't sp- get sadder, but it actually just <laughs> it did. did. It does. <laughs> you know, um And I think it's just okay like we go back to the the gripe that we have about poor maintenance and Malaysians even if you started off well it's going to you know it's going to go downhill after that because we don't have this pride in keeping things you know kind of working but um yeah maybe that's the answer <laughs> it was a lament and an answer uh, okay so some of the good ones um Eric says KLIA T1 has set a new benchmark the best public toilet I've been this year truly BMW qualified. Loshni says we should have another category for airports our KLIA restrooms are really bad and it's so embarrassing. <laughs> so I I don't know. Okay. Uh to be fair Loshni Eric has been this year. So when I, did you go? Yeah, when I'm did curious. you go? Mm, yeah. Because I also remember I once called out a KLIA toilet on air and then a listener I cannot remember if it was you Eric messaged in to say no that's not true I went recently and the toilets are great so i am curious when this was um i think that also a big part of it at least the last time i went which is maybe a year ago um is that it's not equal so i have been to restrooms in KLIA like like literally within the departure space if you just walk 200 meters apart um one in which there was no toilet seat um as Vinda pointed out someone took it i don't know who the no toilet seat and then the other side was like the zen aromatherapy with the music <laughs> playing and the please tell me how my service was tablet so you know and what it's did a you do, and what did you press um I oh that's a good question I did not I, I did. never touch the tablets in bathrooms <laughs> Not even with your knuckles No nope. I mean come oh. on obviously I don't Oh really for I, obvious reasons rather Well I always do because I think 
you know, somebody's going to use it. Feedback is important. Yeah, somebody's going to use it against the janitor and, you know, dock their pay. So I always give them a good rating. But I must say, I was just in KLIA and, you know, for me, the toilets were adequate. Sharat, you cannot, actually, I'm I'm thinking of ejecting you. you, (laughs) From this conversation. Because you have said outright that you don't actually retain a sense memory of these things. You keep saying adequate. I don't know if your standards can be trusted. I'm sorry. No, they're perilously low. That's what it is. I mean, it's a standard. Low standards are standards. Okay? okay, no, you're right. You're right. You can continue to participate. I will continue to dog you. I also think that at some point, if Sharad says a toilet was bad, we know it's truly horrendous. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. So, okay, so that lo- is, a locked toilet. There I mean, is this a is measure like, there. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes, you know, I think, you know, just sort of gritting your teeth and bearing with it and, and just getting what needs to be done done <laughs> is really 90% of the game for me. I really like these. Um, about mosques, actually, because uh, it's not something that I would have thought of. Kay says, the toilet at the uh, Masjid Al-Taqwa in TTDI, apart from pe- performing prayers, the mosque maintains good cleanliness for their toilet. Uh, Kay also goes, goes on to say, I like the toilets in Changi Airport. Very well maintained, but no bidet stressful. Uh, Nash says, I always tend to avoid petrol stations or R&R toilets if I can locate a mosque open that is nearby, which has adequate enough toilets during my road journey. I'm grateful for this option being a Muslim. Muslim. Maybe one day, mosque toilets should be welcoming to non-Muslim travellers too, especially in kampung area roads. Oh, that's actually, I mean, obviously I don't have information, enough information about that. But that's a really interesting tip, especially if you can make use of the facilities. Nash, I would suggest that actually the uh, R&R toilets on our, our highways, because I take <laughs> buses, like I go to Singapore, Penang, using buses, and uh, they're very good. Because I, I think mentioned this earlier, they're designed so they, at least for the the men's toilets are well ventilated. I think with women, you might have a security issue, but for men, they can be open and it's they're nice. I really think that we should talk about resources because there yes. are a bunch of points. Um, because to your point, Sherrod, about ventilation and design, that's great. Uh, but then also, my thing with R&R restrooms is that they're often not well stocked, meaning with um, with with tissue, tissue with soap, toilet paper. Yeah. Um, and lots of people are actually bringing up this exact point, uh, DC says, toilet, smoilet, where's the soap? <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Jacelyn says, apart from cleanliness, a decent public toilet must have a proper lock, hook to hang the bag, toilet paper, and hand towel, hand towels refilled, and a ready hand wash detergent, that's in bold. Uh, my family experienced an emergency with no detergent in the toilet at the petrol station. It was a horror. Luckily, nowadays, people carry sanitizer everywhere. Yes, but sanitizer is not a replacement for soap. I get using it because it's an emergency, but there should be soap in public toilets. I just don't expect that anymore. I think all oh like God. minimally <laughs> I want water. Running sure, the gorilla toilet user. <laughs> running water actually is really good and good enough I think for uh, for most occasions. And, I also and you keep, want me to touch the tablet also, after you now. Oh, touch me. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be shaking my hands for a long time after this. Uh, but you know, I carry um wet, uh, wet ones with me. All the time. Yeah, that's always a good tip. Um, we have a voice note. This is from Raj. Hey, BFM. I think uh, this is a good initiative. Gets everyone to, um, you know, really focus on uh, having clean toilets, whether it's a petrol station or restaurant. Uh, for me, one of the best toilets I've used is in Lala Move because they use that uh, Japanese uh, toilet bowl that has that heater and different kind of washers and stuff like that. And it's uh, really dry and nice huh? and clean. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 
Cheers. Raj, thank you for that. Um, firstly, I'm curious about when you say Lala Move, do you mean their head office? And in which case, can anyone go in and use those <laughs> bathrooms? Or were you there for a reason? I'm not saying I intend to. I was just curious. Um, it may also be just the service centres when you go drop off your oh, packages oh, and stuff. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't I, think of possibly, that. Possibly, I don't know. But of course, any any public facility that has a Japanese toilet is likely to end up very high on this list. Okay, so then this is really interesting in an almost blurry line between public and not public, right? So a restaurant toilet, is that public or not public? Because, you know, if I was in an emergency, I would choose a restaurant toilet thinking that it would be better than any other toilet facility around me. But if I'm not actually buying or purchasing food there, sorry. do I have a right to use it? Well, Raj has come back to clarify with a lol. Sorry, Lala Pot. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so not Lala Move. All right, then. Not to diminish Lala Move by yeah. offices or dispatch centres, which might have great toilets. Lala Pot. Okay, I will check that out next so, time I'm there. Someone else actually is going like, it's Lala Pot, Raj. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a few, a few people kind of chiming in right away to go like, hello, <laughs> it's the mall. Um, good to know, though. Very good to know. Uh, actually, okay, I think we've got time. No, no. You know, we'll come back for the, the public restroom discussion because it's actually a point that Nick is raising as well, saying, aren't public toilets those managed by public money? Airports, malls, etc. surely have cleaners stand, standing by. Well, Actually, that's a really good point about whose responsibility it should be and um, what's a public versus a private toilet. But we will continue that conversation after the break. Keep your thoughts coming. We are asking you, what are some of the best public toilets you've used? What makes a public restroom first class? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Business. Finance. And music, BFM 89.9. It is 7.07. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sherrod. And we've been talking about the Toilet of the Year Award, which was mooted by the Ministry of Local Government uh, Local Government Development um, under their Clean Public Toilets program. So they've announced the, the different toilets, different public toilets rather, that won the award. But this has opened up a conversation on um, what can be done better all round, really. And we want to hear from you. What are some of the best public toilets you've used here? What makes a public restroom first class for you? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. And uh, we have uh, lots of thoughts. We do. So um, I, I want to be clear that um, even though we've been asking you for best of class, the truth is people have been sending just as many nightmares. <laughs> and I recognise that we can't stop anybody from doing this and we talk about toilets. So do keep those coming as well. Um, now, right before the news, we were talking about the question of whose responsibility it is to maintain or, you know, to pay for the cleaners and, and so on and so forth. In other words, what is considered a public restroom? And um, Samuel actually is adding to that saying, one of the best in KL is the office toilet in Wisma Genting and Wisma Chuang. They're amazing. They're old, clean, dry, all equipments are functional. If you want toilets to be thought of more, then we need to pay for it. But if you want to allow payment, then consumers should get to complain and enforcement can take action heavily on the washroom owner. So it's a push and pull for better toilets. Uh, Adi also says, toilets need maintenance, especially when people don't care how they use it. So who will pay the cleaners? I don't mind paying for peace of mind, especially for bigger business. <laughs> um, okay, this is so interesting because 
I'm not sure how I feel about being charged for public facilities and public toilets. Now, it gets a little bit more complicated when we move away from a toilet in a public space, like a like a, a park or, um, you know, the middle of the city, to something like a mall, and whether they are justified in saying, hey, if you want better facilities, then maybe you should pay for it. I'm still a little iffy. I feel like if you're encouraging customers to come in and walk around and window shop, that this is something that you should provide for free. Yeah, but there are some malls in Malaysia where you have the paid toilets and then the non-paid toilets. And so that- we actually have some people who have messaged in about that, actually. Uh, let me see if I can locate them. Um, I remember KLCC has yes, that. Yes, so KLCC Gardens. Um, oh, we're getting so many messages that I'm actually losing the... Um, oh, yes, there we go. Uh, we have... No, that's not it. Anyway, there were people referencing <laughs> yeah. the gardens and um, KLCC malls and how they have two tiers. You have the general public toilets and then you have the premier toilets, which you can pay for. Um, again, I think it's OK to charge for premier toilets, which have things like hand lotion and aromatherapy and so on. But I don't think that means that your free basic toilets are deplorable. OK, is it fair to say... <clears throat> that um, public restrooms are restrooms that can be accessed by non-customers. Yes. I think maybe that's the way yes. to think about yeah. it, right? Because um, in a mall, I don't have to have purchased anything or even paid for parking um, in order to just stroll on in and use the restroom. Um, it's different for restaurants. Most of the time, they, they you know, I think you will get questioned if you, if you just wander <laughs> in off the street. Um, so I, I think that there are clearly certain standards. Like I don't need to take a flight in order to use an uh, an airport restroom. So I think for those instances in public spaces, the onus should be on the owner of the space overall, right? The entire commercial area to maintain the restrooms. I also don't know, um, I don't mind paying uh, for, I don't mind paying for a better experience. Mm-hmm. I will say that I've paid and still not gotten a better experience. And then that makes me angry. Uh, it was Jew, by the way, who messaged in about the premier toilets. So just wanted to cre- give credit where it was due. Yeah, so the question is, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we were talking about the about good toilets, right? But it's it, I imagine in all these commercial spaces, and I'm thinking of malls in particular, it's, again, sh- wouldn't they, it be in their best interest to create an experience that at least leave people neutral, not horrified, right? And and if they fail to do it, why is that happening? Why is there a kind of blind spot for the people who want to create experiences and link that to shopping uh, and, you know, increase your, your, your kind of purchase of things? And then at the same time, just completely neglect something that's so kind of essential to the human experience of a day, which is going to the toilet. So um, Haris, actually, who messaged in earlier about, um, I, I believe, about gas, uh, about petrol stations. Haris says, to be fair, toilets in Malaysia, not so bad. As long as our toilets have water, I can tolerate still. Public toilets in public places, say, in the UK, lagi teruk. And I thought this was interesting because I have... Um, trying to think about whether I agree with this, whether I think that broadly, not not necessarily the UK, but like broadly, if we just compare our country to others as a whole, whether I would agree that Malaysian toilets are not so bad. I was recently in the UK. Um, I wouldn't say that they're worse, to be honest. They're bad in places that maybe you might expect 
that sort of thing, like say in a pub after midnight, you know, um, mostly because of traffic and people maybe being a little inebriated or whatever. But by and large, I feel like partly a big deal is that they're all dry. The other thing is that most of them have they're very bare bones, but they are usually clean and they have the facilities you need. So I'm not sure whether I completely agree. I mean, of course, we're probably not the worst when it comes to public facilities. I don't know, though, that we are relatively okay. Yeah, that's hard because, you know, you'd have to be, to be fair to all the countries in the world, uh, have to have traveled quite extensively. But I, I wonder if the issue of climate really impacts the the design or the best design possible for a toilet, right? Ventilation uh, in colder climates, whether heating is necessary during winter months, all that that affects your, at least um, in a sense of reasonable comfort when you go into a public facility. I think this is very basic and it saddens me that we have to say it. But Madi says, I hope next year they include public toilets in government hospitals and then in private hospitals as separate categories. They really need improvements. Uh, best toilet is in Narita Airport, Japan. Um, Imran, meanwhile, says, hi, hi. Please, please introduce government or private hospitals, medical centres, clinic kesehatan as a category as well. It is a nightmare. And I think this is really relevant because people going to these settings are either unwell uh, and therefore in the first place already not in the best, you know, kind of emotional state or physical state, in fact, to be dealing with dirty restrooms. Um, the fact that they're health centres, I think, also kind of speaks yes. for itself why you would want it clean. But the other thing is, um, sometimes, even if you don't have to go, you have to use the restrooms in these settings. Because if you're doing a health test, for example, and they give you a cup, where are you going to do that? And my, so, some, One of my most traumatic toilet experiences actually involves exactly that, having to basically collect urine in a public facility and it being the worst, worst example of a bathroom and still having to somehow use it because what other choice was there? So we're either stuck with, you know, um, army of cleaners uh, and typically in Malaysia at least, uh, we'll pay them inadequately or lowly or we have innovation that's costly to put in that you know, might include things that are self-cleaning and all those other engineering feats that may deliver us into, you know, the realm of perennially clean toilets. Keep your thoughts coming. We are asking you, what are some of the best public toilets you've used here? What makes a public restroom first class for you? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It's 7.17. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila Lin and Sharad. We're closing off our conversation on public toilets and asking you, what are some of the best you've used here? What makes a public restroom first class for you? Keep sending your thoughts through. You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. Um, I wanted to talk about the notion of that paid public toilets, right? Because we have an anonymous listener who's messaged in to say that the Teluk Batik Pera paid public toilets are always flooded, struck by, stuck by sand, often without water. Please help. The workers spend time playing with their handphones. They open late but close early uh, instead of 8am to 8pm. Which goes to say, a paid public toilet is no guarantee of it being usable. Yeah, that's shocking because uh, you'd expect that. And the question is, if you paid, can you complain? If you complain, will there be a response? And so on and so forth. Um, 
I, I think it's also relevant to say that um, Teking says Petron Malaysia once again, definitely because there's a chart that shows hourly toilet washing, and I think you know that's interesting in comparison to the well, the workers are there but they're not working, and I think um, when you can see people signing in and out, I'm not always a fan of somebody standing in the restroom with um, with a bucket <laughs> because yeah. it, it does sometimes feel the a visual bit... display of the cleaner. Yes, yeah. uh, not, not for anything, more because um, of, well, I, sometimes you still like the illusion of privacy in a public <laughs> restroom. Um, but I, I'm appreciative of their work. And I think that when you have this sort of noting of, I was here, I was here, I was here, it does help to reassure. We have a voice note that's come in. This is from Misa. Hi guys, so I think this is a really funny thing to say, but I pride myself to be a person who uses a toilet well. I am a person who uses a bidet, but I keep the toilet floor dry. I'm not sure if it's... I, I, I don't think it's rocket science to use a bidet, but still make sure the toilet floor is dry. I'm not sure if people don't know the technique on how to do that, but but I think it's pretty simple, and I uh, I like that. Uh, I don't like it when uh, there's no tissue. I also um, always make sure to flush. This is really funny. To, like I said, it's funny to say this, but I always always flush, and when the flush does not work, if there's a bucket inside, I will fill the bucket up, and you know manually flush you know you you know when you cannot flush you fill up the bucket and you dump the water into the toilet bowl and it just goes out you know and that is the kind of person I am and one day when I was I went to Petron I think um, and then I flushed many many times I was doing number two and it was really um, frustrating and there was no pail in there so I couldn't do anything and then I immediately like went out and then to my horror there was a person like waiting for me and ugh, it was stupid of me of me to not say that the flush does not work I had to hear these people this group of people saying that ew um this toilet there's something in there and then like they were looking at me it was really embarrassing because you know there is no way for me to say that you know i am this person who makes always makes sure the toilet is clean there's no way and i missed the um opportunity to say that flush does not work because i was just too frustrated when i went out so yeah, it was really embarrassing and I hate it when that happens. Misa, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Oversharing. I, I, no, 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 not at all. Because I was feeling so much secondhand sympathy for you. I often do the, you know, if I'm stuck in that situation and it's, it's not my fault, the toilet or the flush is not working. When I step out and there's someone waiting, I usually do this like, please, I'm so sorry. It's not me. It wasn't flushing. Don't use that toilet. So I can I can sense your 
you regret. No, but I think um, actually, Misa, one of the big takeaways, firstly, it not being rocket science to use a toilet properly, I think is is welcome. Um, it, it is a good <laughs> rallying cry. It's something we should all, you know, believe in and adhere to. But the other thing is the deep frustration that you can feel when in relation to toilet stories and how that can fluster you to such a point that you go out and you don't tell the next person, please don't use this. You know, it's, it's, it's not, not your fault. One. Yeah. But well, you're so stuck she, being the one at fault. Right. So Misa, you're obviously very conscientious. I don't know if you grew up in Sesame Street or Big Blue Marble. <laughs> but whatever it is, you, you you are somebody who perhaps goes the extra mile to be conscientious and in the use of public facilities. But the other thing is, isn't there a protocol around when things don't flush properly that you put the lid down and therefore no, the person because knows... the next person comes in and they think they're supposed to raise the lid. No, don't they know that, oh, there's something... Because I see a lid down, I flush first before I open it. I, oh. I wasn't aware a, that, of this. I thought that this, was the protocol. I wasn't aware of this. Were you, Lynn? No, now I'm glad you have done the show. I, I had my doubts. <laughs> finally, finally, the reason I, I we kept off. you on. I paid, paid yeah, this is good wisdom. <laughs> I thought the rule was just don't use it, which I think I'll stick to. Which I generally no, no. I mean, done. the thing, of course, is that even the lid is down and you flush it, right? Uh, it you know might not because there might be something sure. structurally problem, uh, 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 you know, some problem with the cistern. But but nevertheless, you are warned. You're forewarned. Right. I, I have taken a valuable lesson away from this. We do have a voice note. This is from Sharon. We did this for our office toilets, and I I hope public toilets can do it. Basically, have a Dettol spray and well be well stocked with toilet paper for every toilet, every public toilet you enter, then, you know, you can survive. You can make sure that it's hygienic enough for you. And you can clean it up for the next person. Sharon, thank you. I remember sometime in my teenage years when I discovered, number one, toilet seat covers, but also that public toilets that came with the spray that you can sanitize the toilet seats changed my life, made me so much more comfortable about public restrooms. I mean, I think this is good practice. Um, I will say that if we can't keep the uh, bidet spray heads on, <laughs> we're not going to be able to Dental keep the Dettol spray. spray. is going to be missing very uh, soon. So, so this is the unfortunate thing, right? Because otherwise otherwise it's true that if you have, um, or, you know, one of those toilet seat dispens- uh, sanitizer dispensers in there, so not a spray per se, you know, there are lots of things, lah, but sadly... Again, if we cannot keep the hooks on, if we can't keep the sprayers on. Or the toilet seats. Mm. All the mad people who take endless rolls of toilet paper out and use much more and and, and (laughs) leave it on the floor. Yeah, I mean, those human beings, I don't know uh, if we can expel them from the country, but clearly they are the ones who (laughs) are in need of some sort of training. Maybe alongside the rating of the toilets, we need to rate toilet users also. Like a grab, you know, ride-hailing system, where you also have a rating. This is getting Orwellian. (laughs) We are running out of time, so I want to give some shout-outs to people. Um, because uh, Ray says, I was travelling on the LRT, all of a sudden, Sakit Perut, uh, the kind that you cannot hold in. I was like, oh no. my god, it's happening. Uh, I got down immediately at Ampang Park LRT, rushed to the toilet, was impressed. It's clean and dry. That's all I want, really. Not world-class, but definitely better than average. Uh, T-King says, Petronas, Petron Malaysia again. Um, Aduna says, Caltex on the MRR2. Uh, we also have Michael, who says, check out Faisal Maju, which is a mamat restaurant in M-Hub, uh, Kota Damansara. It's renovated like a hotel toilet, something you don't expect in a mamat. Wow. I feel like I want to go here just to check this out, honestly. <laughs> Not the food. Well, the food, food's a plus. Mamat food is always enjoyable. But this, that's a plus. We, I think we have time. We have a voice note that's come in. This is from Chi Hong. 
Um, hi guys, um, I just came back from Japan. Um, their public restroom is on another level, which our country cannot match. Uh, in terms of responsibilities, I think the public restroom user and cleaners have responsibilities equally. Um, from my observation in Japan, the user will well they will they will care for the next user. They will make sure that the toilets is clean and dry, and their cleaner is like always standby. They stand outside of the toilets, and when you get out, they will go in and make sure the toilets is dry as well. So in Malaysia, I think the toilet in Gardens Mall is quite good. Not the paying one, the free one. Um, because they have, they have a standby cleaner as well. I mean, this is also my observations. Uh, when you get out, they will, they will try to go in and, you know, clean the floors, make sure that no waters, not watery at all. So um, that's my points. Thanks. Chi Hong. I mean, I think we can all agree very few people can aspire to the very few countries can aspire to the Japanese level of the toilet. But I, I also appreciate the point that it is also about user behavior and not necessarily just the facilities. Yeah, indeed. You know, we, we come back to, you know, the mentality people. But can we find solutions that somehow, you know, make that only 10% of the equation and then just get great design that sort of pushes people and everything in that in the, in a more positive direction. Well, I'm hoping that's what the Toilet of the Year Awards has started. I hope that Sharad and uh, everyone, all of us, will aspire for better than adequate. This ah, is true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. I want us all to have that. It's a that. survival instinct. I understand, but we Come must on. aspire to greater. We must. And we yeah. can be like Japan one day. I believe what so. What a note to end the show on. Keep your thoughts coming. We are asking you, what are some of the best public toilets you've used here? What makes a public restroom first class for you? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.